doing things to express your love to your spouse can be really wonderful. Um, But it may be that in doing something to serve your spouse or to express love, you miss the point of just joyfully being together. I know there are times when Dina and I get into this do-it mode, and, and it's really for her, but I'm excluding her, and I'm going to end up too tired at night to talk to her. So I have to figure out how do I serve her, love her, demonstrate love to her without eating up the time that I would normally spend with her. That's a long way of saying, welcome to the show. I'm John Fuller. Welcome to Greg and Aaron Smalley. They're in the studio here as they are for pretty much every episode. And uh, we're going to hear now as we begin from Matt and Lisa Jacobson. They've been married for a number of years. They experienced a time when um, Matt was trying to serve uh, Lisa, but it wasn't going so well. It wasn't helping their marriage. Here they are kind of sharing that story with Jim Daly and me. Let me ask you, Matt, um, you thought you were being a super husband (laughs) by getting the dishes done, helping out with the chores. I mean, here you are doing all the tasks that need to be done. I so mean, true. you and Gene need to meet. You guys, <laughs> I can see that. So task funny. list thing. Yeah. But you thought you were getting it done. Doing it. And what happened? Absolutely. You, it sounds wonderful. Well, I actually had seen a lot of marriages that I didn't want. And I thought, you know what? When I get married, I am going to be super husband. And so, he, <laughs> so he's here. This should work out really well. And so I was doing all sorts of things. And if I could vacuum, if I could fold the clothes, if I could help with the laundry, I just did everything that I thought would bless my wife. And she's over there washing a dish. And then she sets it down on the counter, almost breaks it. Right, and, and it's a good thing towels don't break because she threw that in the corner, and she turned. I'm, I'm so you're getting the, some attitude. I'm getting some fire. Yeah, the flames. You know, the one, moments. the flames, the ones coming out of her eyes. Yes. Yeah, they were pointed my direction. I'm going. What is wrong with this woman? I am doing everything. What more can I do? Hold the line, Lisa. What was not being done? <laughs> I didn't. I well, this is what I said. I don't need you to fold laundry. I can fold laundry. I just want to get out of this apartment. I just want to be a woman and go to coffee and have adult conversation because we had little ones at the time. So that's what I was longing for. So all this chore stuff, I could do that. Wow. Yeah, she, yeah right. It's so easy. And I was doing all this. Hard, well, no, you know. I, I wasn't thinking that way, actually. I, was thinking, I would have missed that, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thanks for the help. <laughs> right. So she literally was just wanting me to want her. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, your wife never stopped desiring to be desired. She wanted me to want her. And part of that was saying, hey, let's step away from all the normal stuff Mm -hmm. and let's go have a cup of coffee. It's amazing that just focusing on your wife, being genuinely interested in her as a person can turn any cup of coffee into a hot date. Mm -hmm. Lisa, you had a girlfriend, I think, in the book you mentioned this, that uh, was jealous of your marriage. That's what we talked about at the open. I mean, that's the way the testimony of our marriage should be, that people see you and go, hey, Bob, how come we don't have that marriage, right? I mean, it's a good thing. I think Christians should be uh, displaying what it means to have knowledge of your spouse and to love your spouse. And this is part of the experience, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Mm -hmm. Um, But you had a girlfriend that said, I'm jealous. What was that about? Well, she saw that I spent a lot of time with Matt. We spent a lot of time together, just doing all kinds of things at home, maybe um, running errands together. And she hardly ever saw her husband. He's working all the time. And she just felt lonely in her marriage. And so she's confessed that she felt jealous and and she blamed her husband entirely on the state of their relationship and I just said to her I said well to be honest I pursue my husband 
I seek him out and I'm willing to take, it doesn't have to be a out to dinner date. If he's running to the hardware store, or we joke about having dog food dates because he had to run to the grocery store to pick up dog food. And I say, hey, can I come? You know, if the kids were taken care of. And, sure. and I jump in and yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't exciting, but I got that 15 minutes to the store and back to be with just him and me. And mm. so those little things, again, built up to that relationship that we were enjoying. But it wasn't just him inviting me. It was myself inviting I think one of the things that happens often is, and, you know, I don't want to be hard on the wives, but it's sometimes easy to think that you're the one that has the feelings in the relationship and your husband doesn't, he might not be expressive or demonstrative relative to how he's feeling, but he has deep and strong feelings about the relationship. And that business of pursuing, that business of reaching out that business of being interested in that matters so much and if he feels like he's been shut down if he feels like what he does has been diminished in a comment in any way it shuts him down okay you've mentioned shopping a couple of times i'm sad to say i finally learned a good lesson gene and i were up uh i think i think the boys went skiing and we didn't feel like skiing and so we just took the day off and we were down in frisco and Gene wanted to go shopping. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be into shopping, which is really hard for me because I'm a bagger. You go in, you know what you want to get, you well, shoot that, it, I'm, you grab it. Okay. And so I'm the same. You're right. Way. So, right. you know, we go to the first shop. I mean, this shop is only like 30 foot wide and 50 foot deep. 30 I mean, second stops. It's 30, <laughs> if that. So we go in there. It was an hour and a half. An hour and a half. I mean, I think she looked at everything. And I was like, but I'm I'm committed. I'm smiling and gritting my teeth. I'm going, this is so much fun. I can't wait to do this in the next shop. And we had about five shops to go. So I said, hey, you know what, Gene? Here's what I'm going to do. Let me let me just go ahead of you, and I'm going to see what shops are down the street. <laughs> so I went into each one, and I picked out three or four items I thought she would like. I hung them with the permission of the clerk. I hung them in the dressing room. Oh, this is... Yeah. Okay, this I is I finally figured stuff. it out. Way to go. And so, awesome. I mean, what was great is she literally... she accepted like half of what I picked out, which I thought was pretty good. It's a D minus, but you know, <laughs> but literally she, yeah, go. she bought, you know, several blouses and a couple of sweaters I picked out That is and, perfect. I, and it was good because it made me feel like efficient <laughs> and we Everybody cut that won. wait time down significantly, <laughs> but, uh, you wow. know, so the motive may not have been pure, but the outcome was oh, good. I don't know. That sounds really great to me. <laughs> I do the, ex- I, I do the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay, when we're shopping, we do that very thing I pick stuff out for her to look at. Well, I think there's a little bit of conviction listening to Matt and uh, to Lisa in this conversation. Greg, let me pivot to you. Have you, I mean, you've learned to prioritize Erin. How do you balance that, being with her and doing things for her? Yeah, you know, looking at the show notes thinking about this question actually it was very convicting because thinking about doing in versus being it really made me go okay yeah what do i usually default to mm-hmm. and, and honestly aaron wouldn't you agree it's mm-hmm. the doing totally like i i love doing for aaron i love to serve her i really i i like to ask her what's stressing you out most can i take that on whether that's dishes or laundry or whatever it is Cooking. And cooking, I mean, just whatever it is, it's easier for me to do for her, to serve her, which in my mind, I thought, wow, look at all the things I do for her. 
And yet thinking about the the being part was very convicting for mm-hmm. me. And so often because he does, then he assumes that everything's great, that we're yeah. connected and that yeah. look at how much I love you versus I like what you're saying. It just kind of the light bulb went off for me as Greg was talking that, that so often I love when he does stuff for me. I mean, it means the world, but there's part of me that also wants him to be with me, to know me. And in order to know me, it's sitting next to me and asking me questions, being curious about who I am and what is going on for me in this season and vice versa, me doing that with you. And so I think it's a good combination, recognizing and differentiating the difference between doing and serving and being. Yeah, it really, it it was convicting to me because to, to be totally honest and transparent, there were some things that happened in my early 20s that I worked really hard to make sure no one knew. And, you know, I, I, I was able to eventually work that out between me and the Lord and find some healing and, and forgiveness around some of the choices that I made. But what one of the biggest impacts that it's had on our marriage is that that I worked so hard for so many years for people not to know me because I was so afraid if you knew me, and really saw deep within, you would know like the big, the big thing that I didn't want anybody to know. And what it did is it caused me to, to work hard then to keep Aaron from really knowing me Mm. and probably by doing, by being active, by serving to doing these other things. And I noticed that that's always going to be the, probably the default for me is to, to not be known and just to do, because if I'm doing, then Aaron will be happy. I'm serving her. Look at um, that. I'm called to do that as a husband. But but it was very, like you said, it was a light bulb thinking about this question. Going, you know what? That that really is that that is true. That I that I tend to to mm-hmm. default to the doing because I, I'm so good at, at avoiding being known mm-hmm. yeah. and recognizing when we're doing what's our expectation around that. Well, if I do this, well, then of course, they're going to just flourish me with praise. And they're going to in kind of like I said before, but recognizing why are we doing what we're doing? If we're doing one or the other in extremes, why? Are we, you know, not doing anything and just wanting to sit and be? Or are we only doing and not spending time being? Well, I think we've surfaced lots of good questions here, and I appreciate your candid uh, admission about that, Greg. I think a lot of us guys relate to that, right? I can just be busy, and then, oh, I'm too tired to talk now. Yeah, she'll be happy because I'm doing for her. And uh, that ministry of presence, that being available to our spouse is so crucial. You know, it's the little things that really do add up, and Matt and Lisa have talked about that, and uh, they've written about it in the book that we're actually in the books that we're bundling together. Uh, the 100 Ways to Love Bundle. There's an addition for guys and an addition for the women, and we're combining those. So make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift and request your 100 Ways to Love Bundle. And uh, assessing who you are and where you're at as a couple is really crucial. And uh, one way you can serve your spouse is to take our free marriage assessment. Set aside just five or ten minutes to take that, and then you've got some common currency to talk through on uh, future conversations. That's uh, all available at our website. We've got the links in the show notes. We'll hear more from Matt and Lisa Jacobson about simple, effective ways to improve your relationship 
For now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Thank you.